Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have an international rock star. I mean, she's literally in another country and she's joining us today to share her wisdom, her experience, her strength, and um, her story. Her name is Jenny Potter. And you are going to love this woman and you're going to love her story. So do me a favor, do your friends and family a favor, and let's go ahead and share this thing out to everyone you know and get as many people on here as possible. We'll see you guys in just a minute. All right, we're back. Let me bring Jenny Potter on the show. Jenny, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You're in um, Vancouver? Yes, uh, I am in Port Alberni on Vancouver Island, which is a couple hours uh, from Vancouver on a boat, oh, <laughs> on a ferry. And oh, wow. uh, we're in we're in Port Alberni. Uh, yeah. So is that like that's out in the ocean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on the west coast, and right now we've got wildfires all around. So the the road into our town is blocked off right now. We're all kind of. Uh, I mean, not totally locked in. There's some logging roads and boats and things, but yeah. So to hold it, to get to the mainland, it's a two hour ferry ride. Yeah. Depending where you leave from and where you're going, it's an hour and a half to two hours. And we can go to Seattle from here as well. We're very close to Seattle. It's a couple hours on by boat. I have, I used to live in Seattle. Ah, so, so it's, it's, you know, the weather then. <laughs> I know the weather. That's why I no longer live in Seattle. <laughs> so, um, no, it's beautiful, beautiful. One of the side effects of having a lot of rain is having a lot of beautiful vegetation everywhere. It's gorgeous out there. Yeah, it's true. It's very green here. Yeah. So um, we have somebody on the other side of Canada. Eh? I don't know who that is, but... Um, it says Facebook user. I had to I had to throw in the A because you know, <laughs> it's it's just Canada. Um so so Jenny, we met. Who did we meet through? How did we meet? I forget. Uh we were connected through Rob and Lynn Alfano. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have Patricia Geigich watching. She is an internationally very famous artist that lives over in the, I believe Patricia's in Toronto. Her artwork is actually hanging in the Vatican. Like she's wow. Oh wow. Yeah. She's amazing. legit famous. Like she's amazing. Um, and I love you, Patricia. Thank you for being on and share this out. Everybody share this out. So Jenny, I started this show about five years ago, a little over five years ago, and it's literally to help people have a breakthrough in life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm assuming you have a story. 
<laughs> of of incredible breakthroughs or you wouldn't be on here. So um, start with where you were born and raised. I was born and raised uh, on the mainland. Uh, and I say that, so not on the island, <laughs> uh, just about 45 hours south of Vancouver. And uh, 45 minutes, if I said hours. I was like, wow, that's a long... <laughs> That's like Argentina then. <laughs> so 45 minutes south of Vancouver, so near the city in a little uh, beach town called White Rock, which is not so little anymore. And okay. uh, yeah, my uh, my parents, uh, we we lived in the same house from my, my whole uh, childhood was in the same house, walked to school with my brother, all that kind of stuff. Really nice, uh, beautiful wow. place to live. Through three feet of snow uphill. <laughs> no, <laughs> the great thing is on where we are is we rarely get snow. I know most people watching that aren't in Canada are like, "What? That's not possible." But uh, we, uh, you know, well, you know, from being in Seattle, we don't get a yeah. lot of snow. Yeah, so. it's it's actually insane that you don't, because like you're really far north. But you don't get, there's not that much snow. It's rare in Seattle, in fact. Yeah, yeah, it's rare. As a matter of fact, the the median temperature, I remember this in Seattle, because I rem and I, I would imagine it's similar in, in Vancouver, but um, like they, when they build buildings, they don't even put air conditioners in them. Like there's, it's rare that. that yeah, no. Like, yeah. Yeah. Most homes don't have them. I mean, where I am in Port Alberni, we get really hot because we're in a valley. So we we have AC, but most people don't. And there's like the cli the climate's so bizarre. There, it just doesn't get cold enough to actually turn into snow. It's weird. It is weird. I mean, sometimes we get snow and I feel like every year I say we never get snow and then we'll get like <laughs> three feet or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it is rare yeah right <laughs> joe ingram's on here north doesn't cause snow temperature and <laughs> thanks joe i appreciate the uh the lesson in meteorology <laughs> well so, it all makes sense now yeah right so so growing up so you're you you're you had both parents you weren't from a divorced family you had a great childhood um, I'm always curious. I, I feel like there's always some kind of a person or event or um, maybe multiple events that occur that push us in the direction um, that we end up going as adults. Does that make sense? It, and does yeah. anything come to mind when I say that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so in high school, I had a bad experience at a party. I was about 14 years mm. old. And like, I won't get into details because it's, you know, it's hard for some people to hear and things like that. Uh, but, you know, it was a party and things. Uh, I was too drunk, couldn't, you know, kind of protect myself. And I that that event um which, you know, on Monday at school, everyone knew and was looking at me and that event kind of defined me for many years and mm. in a in a pretty negative way, like, and in my book, uh, I talk about this, but kind of before, uh, before 12-ish, 
Usually we've kind of come up with a definition of who we are, of what's possible. And at 14, I was uh, pretty good, like normal teenage messed up, but you know, norm, normal messed up. And, uh, and then that happened and it kind of changed everything for me. I suddenly um, saw myself as unworthy mm. of being with a good guy, um, unlovable, you know, um, broken, that, that no one would ever want me. And so I created this kind of story in my mind. And some yeah. people, when that type of thing happens, they go really good. <laughs> I didn't yeah. go that way. You know, I kind of, I got into all the, the bad stuff. I, you know, binge drink on the weekends and smoke as many cigarettes as I could and, and dabble in, in um, drugs and all that kind of stuff. And I was really lost for a lot of years, not just a couple of years, but, you know, a solid yeah. decade there. I uh, just did a lot of stuff, um, you know, it was just very self-loathing. You know, I would look in the mirror and just have the thought like, you're so ugly, you know, and um, I just kind of hated myself. And then, of course, because I did and I was in this kind of sabotage place, I would um, attract more of that. I would attract people that sabotaged their own lives too. And, um, you know, uh, hung out with people that were, you know, wasn't, wasn't healthy. So well, that keeps it interesting, at least. <laughs> when you have two self-sabotagers. Like. So I had a lot, I have a lot of good stories for sure. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, sure. Don't, I don't frequently share them, but yeah, yeah I had a lot of pain too. And, uh, my husband and I have, I have two stepkids and I always say to my stepdaughter, Hannah, who's, uh, just about 22 now, you know, uh, she says, you know, you made all the mistakes and did all the things and you have your dream life now. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, but I have scars, you know, I have scars. And so uh, I just don't, I don't want her to have the scars. Of course, like any parent, we want to see our kids go through pain-free. Uh, but yeah, so, so made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I, you know, in my first book, I wrote a quote, I think I heard from Dr. Wayne Dyer and that is pain is the predecessor of all wisdom. I, I just don't think we can, I don't, I mean, is it possible to live a life without battle scars? I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I just, I, you know, I always want to wrap the kids in pillows. And I, I know, I get it. I have two daughters. I get it. And I'm like, do not find a man like me. Make sure you find somebody opposite of your dad. <laughs> like, But so, you know, I think, um, you know, well, that, so that's interesting. So did you graduate from high school? And- I did. Yeah, I graduated just barely. Okay. Uh, and then I went uh, on to university, college, then university, and kind of on and off with that. I would go and then drop out and then travel and then go back and uh, yeah. eventually got my degree. I majored in psychology and um, went back again and got um, certified in counseling. Uh, and that took like a decade. Like I could have <laughs> for yeah. as many years as I went to school. <laughs> anyways but uh, eventually kind of started to find my way and was really 
drawn to working with people who were wounded because I was so wounded myself. Uh, and so, yeah, so I started, uh, started down the path of healing, though it, it took a lot of years to heal. Yeah. Stuff. I, it's interesting though. Cause I think, you know, I, I have, I have a crazy story too growing up and, and I, I, if, if I would have headed in the college direction, which I, I didn't, um, here we just call it college, although we have, it's at a university. Um, but I probably would have gone into some kind of, you know, psychiatry on some level, I would imagine. Cause I think we're trying to figure out what's wrong with us. You know, right. at least I was right. Like yeah. I read yeah. all the books at least. So, so what, what, um, so you, you went through, you got your degree, right. Mm-hmm. Um, where did things, and, and you said it took a long time Did like, how old were you when you finished your degree? Whoa. Uh, when did I, <laughs> I was probably like, 28 when I, when oh, I got my degree. Okay. And then, um, when I sort of finished my, uh, my counseling stuff, okay. I was probably 31 or 32. I don't remember actually, but probably around there, I started a, a counseling practice, uh, on the Island. So I moved from oh, Vancouver. No. I actually, I had a dream. Uh, I had a dream, uh, that I was to move to the Island and it's one of the very few times I've sort of heard an audible uh, prompting from God, but I had this move to the island prompting and uh, my parents had moved there, um, but I told them I would never move to the island because it was small town and I was living in the city and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I had this uh, kind of push uh, and I was very back then still messy. So uh, drinking a lot and, yeah. making poor choices and, you know, um, <clears throat> just messy. So I, I heard this voice and I just knew I was supposed to go. And so <clears throat> that's when I moved over to Vancouver Island. And, uh, at that point I'd kind of discovered affirmations, uh, more type healing type work. I was, uh, dabbling in, I kind of wow. got a certification in massage, which I was working at a spa, so I was like doing all of these things, um, which all felt really separate, which in the last year and a half, all of my experience, all of the stuff that I studied and did seemed to kind of come merge together and, and serve me uh, really well. But uh, back at that time, I just uh, I made a decision to move. So I sold my place uh, in Vancouver and I bought a place on the island and I've been here ever since. So massage where does massage come into psychotherapy <laughs> I, or into i don't that's well, I mean, interesting. it's a it's a really cool job for someone who's wounded because it's mm. healing music you're helping people uh people talk yeah. um, you know and i wasn't really like i don't know what it's like in the in the u.s but in canada just because you got a degree doesn't mean you're going to get a job <laughs> Right. Like, so I got my degree. No one was going to hire me. Like I had a degree. So what? I had no experience. Right. Um, you know, you still, I still had to do more schooling for counseling and stuff like that. So yeah. it was a progression. Sure. Uh, so, but yeah, so I was doing massage, which was a great way to uh, pay the bills sure. at a really nice spa and, you know, yeah. made tips and all that stuff. 
And uh, so <clears throat> just um, anyway, I moved to the island and then things really started to shift because I was away from all of the sabotage influencers <laughs> in my life. Yeah, those mm -hmm. wonderful people. Love those yeah. people. Bless and release. <laughs> That's just bless and release. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, and, and listen, I've been, it's a lot, I'm not going into my story, but I, when I lived in Seattle, I may have drank a little bit too much every <laughs> single day, mm -hmm. every hour of every day, pretty much. Um, and I ended up on one of those islands out in the, the, that you have to get to by ferry. Um, and I was like kind of held hostage out there. It was, it's a long story, but oh my God, I like when you're out on that Island where you are now, I mean, people don't, that haven't been there. They don't real. it's secluded. Like you are literally cut off from the world outside of what the internet provides. Right. Yeah. I mean, Kind of, yeah. I mean, we have three airports. We're a big island. We're oh. a really big island. Yeah. We've you have got three airports? We've probably got more than three airports, but we have like three main, four main airports. Like we're a big island. The jumbo jets fly into? Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're a big, we're, we're a pretty big island. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to look at the map. You'll see. Like I need to do that. chunk beside... Just above Seattle, beside uh, we're BC, so oh, yeah. so you're you're almost your own country, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> wow. So so okay. Well, so when when at some point you said you started your therapy practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how did that go? How did how did you first? How did you bring in clients? Get new clients? Mm. Um and and how did it go for you? How did you, you know, how did people feel about what you were doing? Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, I had my, my first client, my first day in, uh, in my practice for yeah. counseling. And I realized that I had made a major mistake <laughs> Really? So, because I, I never, I had always, so I didn't know what coaching was. I knew what coaching was, but I kind of didn't know to want to do it. Um, back then, it wasn't a big, uh, you know, a really common profession like it is now. But what I had really wanted was to be a coach, but I didn't know that. Uh, so I got into counseling because I wanted to help people who wanted to better their lives. I wanted to help them get their lives better, help them manifest, help them create, uh, help them shift like I had. But instead, I realized very quickly that I was going to be working with people that were extremely depressed, uh, extremely hurting. And I'm, I'm, if you know me for five minutes, Ken, you'll know that I'm all feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so I can feel people's feelings. I connect with people. If someone's sad, I feel their sadness. And so, I mean, I'm a little bit better at um, that differentiation now. But back right. then, I would carry it like it was mine. And so I suddenly realized like, this is hard. Like, this is sad. This is heavy. You know, you don't look for a counselor unless you <laughs> hit 
a lot of walls and you haven't broke through, right, Ken? Right. <laughs> so yeah. I was working with people that were, I mean, and I wanted to help them. Don't get me wrong. I, I was excited for the opportunity to work with people. But I was, I realized really quickly that it was a little bit lonely and, uh, and, uh, and harder and different than what I thought. And so that kind of, that was a big aha moment for me was like, oh, I want to help people who not that are like, so if we have a scale, I, you know, yeah. I think actually where my, where my uh, zone of genius is, is not helping the people down here, though I can help. And yeah. especially now I have more skills, but was more like working with people who are here that want to be here. Yeah. And so um, that's what I kind of discovered. But it was m more years, uh, many more years after that, that I actually started working. Now I'm working with uh, people who are rocking it and they want to rock it. Even, you know, they just want to break through walls. They want to break through those ceilings. They want to hit that next level. And um, and so now I feel like I'm in my dream uh, you say niche, I say niche uh, right now, uh, working yeah. with people, helping them. Yeah. So um, it was a really good experience for me to have that practice. And yeah. uh, and then I ended up working for the government for a little bit, uh, doing helping people find funding and connect with their careers. And, and uh, yeah, and then I took a totally different path. And then I came back to this. <laughs> So, what was the totally different path? Well, I found network marketing. Oh. And so uh, I, I found network marketing and I started selling this service and selling an opportunity for people to, you know, not work nine to five and work yeah. from home and, and live their best lives. And what I found in network marketing was that all of these people were dreaming like I was dreaming. They were doing dream boards. They didn't want to work nine to five. They wanted to, um, they kind of wanted life on their own terms. They, they were cool with dreaming big. Yeah. I was sort of surrounded by a bunch of people. You know, I'd say, let's do dream boards this weekend. And they'd be like, oh, dream boards, like so flaky or whatever. And yeah. all of a sudden I found network marketing and all of these people were dreaming for, you know, fun and living outside the box and travel. And, and I don't know if you've ever done anything network marketing, but people are very encouraging in the space. Extremely. Yes. So I, I had all of these of people cheering for me and it yeah. built up my confidence. Suddenly, like I would like, you know, sign up one customer and I'd have 15 people go, way to go, Jenny, you're amazing. And I started to believe it, Ken. Yeah. And so I started to, and then I would get opportunities to speak. And I remembered that when I was very little, I wanted to be a speaker, but I'd always been too shy to even try that on. And suddenly I was saying yes to things that were scary. Yeah. So network marketing took me on this new journey of dreaming bigger and helping my team. Cause I grew a large team helping my team, uh, stepping into leadership, being confident, being cheered for. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what has brought me to here, sort of. You, you said, and I, what? I'm not in network marketing anymore, though I do coach people in network marketing and work with network marketers. I'm not actually building a network marketing business now. So I want to unpack a couple of things you said. I, first, you used a word 
um, I'm a Christian and, you know, I, 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 I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so Mm -hmm. it, which is way different than what I actually believe now. Mm -hmm. Um, but you used a word earlier, a couple of times you used the word manifest Mm -hmm. and, um, that in a lot of the Christian world is a no, no, that's that woo woo new age kind of talk. Don't talk like that. Jesus wouldn't like that. Um, (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. And I will tell you that biblically though they might not use the word manifest in the Bible, the premise of manifesting is throughout the Bible in speaking. I am statements in speaking, uh, you know, uh, asking it is given that type of thing. And so uh, I absolutely include God in everything I do in my coaching sessions. I pray with people before we get started. Um, I give all the glory to God and I, um, and, and, you know, I get it because when I'm, I'm going to say this and some people are going to be like, <gasps> but I manifest with God. I pray to God. I thank God. I affirm with God. If you look at the Bible, there's like all of this I am stuff. There's yep. all of this. I all of these I am statements and uh, God tells you who you are. And so if you stand on that, I am favored. I am loved. I am a child of God. Yeah. Uh, it would be amazing. <laughs> if everyone woke up and did that every morning. Totally agree. I I actually I, I totally agree. I've I've I have a manifestation journal that I published on Amazon because I'm I I believe in the I am statements so much it changed my life years ago hmm. to sit and write write it out the positive yeah adjectives about oneself even if you don't believe it's true at this moment it 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 does something to us i believe on a molecular level a cellular level that that you know there is this i've meditated every day of my life for 20 years it's the first thing i do every morning um and people i I remember when somebody said to me you need to meditate (laughs) i was like no, that's not in the Bible that you're going to hell. You know, I can remember thinking and judging and, yeah. and then, you know, but Jesus meditated. It says it in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Like it's a thing. Right. And, and so, um, I totally believe in everything that you're doing. It's part of my daily life, like mm-hmm. my routine, if you would. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so talk about when, um, so you, you were in network marketing. It sounds like you did well. Um, and then you got back into the coaching side of things. Why, why did you leave network marketing for that? So I started when I was still network marketing, I started coaching, uh, and I know, uh, I'm sure I know, you know, Ray Higdon, who he is. I know Ray well. Yeah. yeah, So Ray has a coaching program. I signed up for his coaching program. Uh, to get even, you know, better at, at network marketing. And uh, when I was complete working with that coach, I was invited to be a coach. And so I started coaching for Ray 
for a couple of years just uh, working with net other network marketers. At that same time, the company I was with stopped operating in Canada. I won't bore you with the details. And so no. I uh, I had lots of team in, in the US and, but it was just, it was very, it was about the third time it had happened. And I was just having frustration around uh, securing, you know, building a business in Canada. And so uh, at the time I was uh, working and loving the coaching that I was doing uh, with the with the Hagden group. And so I just made the decision that I was going to coach. Uh, I was going to write, I wrote a devotional for network marketers. Wow. Uh, to, uh, and actually the, I, um, my most favorite part about the devotional is that in each section, there's like six sections in each section, there is a page of I am statements that God says about you. And so it was just, it was something I like check boxes. I wanted a little thing that would help me pray each day, affirm each day, uh, um, you know, reach out to people each day, build my business. Right. And so uh, I created that Well, you know, and I worked on that, I coached. Uh, and then, of course, I'm uh, always, I'm sure like you can, I'm always taking courses and learning and growing. Uh, and I happened upon a few books that kind of changed how I was coaching and helped me connect with that emotional side. So you know how I mentioned I'm all feelings. And so, I mean, I literally, when I was a kid, I walked into a car and my mom said, a parked car. My mom said, Jens, like what my uh, parents call me Jens. Jens, what were you thinking? Like, what were you looking at? And I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just didn't see the world. I've never seen the world. I feel like I didn't know at the time, but just with different eyes. But I do see emotion. I see it when I talk to people. I feel it. It's what I, it's what I notice about someone, not the color of their eyes or what they're mm -hmm. wearing. Right. But what they were feeling, uh, what kind of person they are, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I started gearing my coaching uh, towards, I'd stepped away from network marketing, I'd written my devotional, and I started gearing my coaching towards uh, and kind of leaning on all the stuff I'd learned along the way towards clearing unprocessed emotions that were holding people back. Because Ken, I know like the name of this is Breakthrough Walls. <laughs> and like what yeah. I would find with my clients and what most coaches, I mean, what all of us find is that we get in our own way. It's yeah. not that someone else, we know what to do. Most people know how to lose weight. Most people know how to grow their business. Most people know how to post on social media or whatever it is they need to do to do the thing but they don't do it. And so right. I got obsessed with the why, like, why don't we do it? Why do we get in our own way? And so I started exploring that and using a technique to clear old hurt. And I started with myself. And then I asked Ray, God, God kept telling me, reach out to Ray, reach out to Ray. And I felt super shy to ask right. Ray. You know, like he's a busy guy. And uh, even though I was yeah. working for him, it's not like we were like, you know, chatting on the phone every day. Right. So right. Like, I reach out and, but he's always open, like, especially for his coaches, he coaches us. And if we have a question, we can reach out. 
Yeah. Um, he's very efficient. So I reached out to Ray and he's fine with me sharing all this. I reached out to Ray and I said, Ray, you know, uh, is it okay? I'm trying this new technique. Is it okay if I use you as a guinea pig? Like, would you meet with me? He says, how long for, right? Like that's his response. Like, yes, right. how long for? And I'm like, I think I could do it in 20 minutes. He's like, okay. So we like, you know, get with his scheduler, organize a time, sit right. there for 20 minutes with him, do the work. And the next day he messages me and says, I feel different. Can we do that again? And I start working with Ray every single day. And no we were, way. If you know Ray and he shares openly that he had a Ray very, is a very busy guy to get him on the calendar every day is well, impressive. We started, we did it Ray's way, which I don't do this with <laughs> other clients. I mean, you know, um, right. is that we just on Voxer. So if you're familiar with Voxer, we just yeah. kind of chatted back and forth. He would say, Hey, I'm feeling this. I would work on it, you know, so it was kind of like, um, it was efficient. We, we figured out a system that worked. So back, back up just a minute. Where did you, was this a download or you happened up on this method or yeah. how, did, how so did this come about? It was a combo. Cause if you remember, I told you I was doing massage and when I was doing massage, I learned all about the body and okay. energy. I was very, always very curious about like acupressure and like different points that would release stuff. There's tons yeah. of massage techniques that release emotion. Yeah. And so in a weird way, I'd been dabbling with it for a long time, doing distance healing work, stuff like that, praying for people. Um, and so it was like this kind of a combo, Ken. There's a book called, if you ever want to kind of geek out on, um, he calls them trapped emotions. Um, Dr. Bradley Nelson wrote a book called the emotion code. He's also written yeah. the body code. They're both super cool books. And so he did the, like, you know, like 30 years of in-depth has the scientific mind research yeah. on this stuff. And there's actually lots of research on emotions being trapped in our space. Um, yeah. you know, there's people that use like tuning forks and there's people that like, there's all kinds of stuff out there. And so I started to like voraciously read all that stuff because right. it just, it was like these dots connected. Like right. this is why people get in their own way is because, you know, when they were five years old, they witnessed their parents fighting about money and divorcing. And they made the decision at five money equals unhappy marriage. Yeah. And now every time they have an opportunity to make money, they sabotage themselves. Because if they make money, they might lose their partner. Like that's just one example. But yeah. so if we don't process, um, if we don't deal with these limiting beliefs, which I call sabotage beliefs in my yeah. book, um, if we don't deal with these limiting beliefs, if we don't deal with the emotion, uh, then we keep doing these weird, what I call the bad cycle, <laughs> keep doing the weird cycle and getting in our own way and not knowing why. So that, you know, uh, uh, this is so powerful you know, because it's happening in everybody's life, whether they admit it or not. I, I remember hearing I, I've been in recovery for 21 years from alcoholism. So, um, I, you know, I'm I, I remember hearing that the um, the word denial is an acronym for don't even notice I am lying. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, 
you 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 have these things happen in god i love this because you have things happen that are just like everything was going so well and then bam i hit a wall and i i couldn't like i i couldn't make money anymore and and then it all fell apart and that's self-sabotage do you believe that that's what the case hundred percent so yeah. simple example and there's another great book i have to shout out gay Hendricks, who wrote the big leap it's an amazing book as well he talks that about the this in a time in a week that book has come up oh it's a, it's an amazing it. book i actually before i titled my book on self-sabotage i actually called it and i haven't shared this publicly but i actually called it my big leap um, like that was my, like, it wasn't going to be my book title, but because I didn't have one yet. Yeah. Um, it's a great, it's also a, a great book, but at the end of the day, um, we do get in our own way and why, yeah. uh, and it's because we trigger these alarms, we trigger these, um, these survival mechanisms. And so our body remembers when we were young and something bad happened uh when we felt a certain way you know and uh i noticed this kick in like in network marketing i you know i won this big award like promoter of the year and i worked really hard for it and showed up every day for it and did all the things i got the award and that day i came down i walked down from the stage and this woman that i really looked up to she gave me a hug and she whispered in my ear congratulations did you know i'm not going to say the name but did you know that so and so is crying in her room right now because she thought she was going to get the award she's devastated oh. and when she said it it was like ooh, like i felt this i mean not just like oh poor let's call her susie yeah. poor susie but like i felt i lived but my whole body, Susie's always my fake person. So whenever I use an example, I use Susie. I don't know why. But I felt this like in my gut. Like I literally felt like I took a gut punch. And the wow. next day, I didn't build my business. And the next oh. day, I didn't build my business. And the next month, I didn't build my business. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's going on? And it wasn't until I read The Big Leap that I realized, and this was a big dot connecting for me, that what I realized is when I was little, I made the decision, when I shine, others get hurt. Oh, my Because gosh. I used to do really good in school. My brother didn't. My brother would get in trouble. I would feel bad because he was in trouble. And I was like the good girl. <laughs> Even my husband calls me the teacher's pet. <laughs> but oh, like, but like, you know, there it was this, when I shine, others get in trouble. When I shine, others hurt. And it was like what that woman said to me, connected those dots. Wow. And, and I just stopped working. Well, and that's, so it's been this whole cool mission of like uncovering my own places that I sabotage myself and clearing it. And same with the emotion, which we, I mean, emotion, I could talk to you for a year about emotions. But okay, well, it's the internet <laughs> and my show. Let's talk about it. I'm kidding. So, so I, I, I do, you know, I, what you are doing is God's work. 1000%. Um, I truly believe because I, I'm, I, I don't advertise it, but I coach. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, with the life I've lived <laughs> and then having the recovery I have, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm qualified. Um, but you know, it's, it's literally, I'm going to say 100% of the time, that's a huge statement that to say 100% of the time, if something's going wrong in your business, whether it's network marketing or traditional business, I don't see much of a difference, quite frankly. Um, it, it goes back to something from your childhood. Mm-hmm. Something. Would you agree yeah. with that? hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So my question for you, cause that was a setup. You didn't know that. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. So my question for you, Jenny, is how does one, cause we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Joe Dispenza, who I love, mm-hmm. um, says that, that, you know, we're, constantly repeating the same, same thoughts over and over and over. 95% of the thoughts we have every day are the same thoughts we had yesterday. And 50% of those thoughts or stories we're telling ourselves are lies. We're fabricating the facts that we're embellishing, whatever. How does one go back to three years old or five or one or six months or whatever and and find out what that is that's that that happened how do you do that i don't remember i don't remember what i had for lunch yesterday let alone what happened when i was three yeah so the cool answer is you don't have to so there not uh, a cool answer (laughs) (laughs) well it's a relief for some because some people don't want to remember they don't want to verbalize it they don't want to jump into it um okay but So I'll give you an example of what an emotion is. So so like, it's more clear if you're listening, it's more clear to the listeners, like what we're actually talking about here, but an emotion is a vibration. So if you feel fear, if you all of a sudden feel fear, that is because you're, let's just say it's your kidney, your kidney pulses the vibration of fear, your body then knows, oh, we're supposed to be scared. And this is all instantaneous, something fearful, something is threatening my survival. And so it releases certain chemicals. Those chemicals is what you feel the butterflies in your stomach, the your heart pounding your um, pressure on your chest, however you experience fear, or whatever the emotion is, whether it's sadness or anger, every single emotion has a vibration. Now, When we experience joy, it bubbles up and out, Ken, like naturally, like we laugh and we, we could, you could even say most people understand the bubbling up and out of joy. Yep. Well, when we get anger or fear, sometimes we're taught very young, wipe that look off your face. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, it's that it's not appropriate to show your emotions openly uh, in certain situations or in public or whatever. And so we start to learn to push down. So instead of allowing that vibration to do its job, which is literally just to alert you something to be scared of boundary just crossed. Okay. Like it's survival. Emotions are survival and they're part of our experience and they're a gift. Yeah. Uh, but God made us so miraculously <laughs> and some, some of us don't, most of us, 
push down those emotions uh, and don't express them. So this could be like crying. This could be depression. This could be sorrow. This could be anger. This could be anger multiple times. Uh, and so if you're not processing those emotions, that vibration, low vibration stays trapped. And I mean, Ken, when I work with people, we'll really sadness and they'll have, they'll have had a rash for 10 years that they have not been able to deal with and it will just disappear. And I'm not making a health claim. I'm not saying if you have a rash, call me. <laughs> I'm just saying that I have seen tinnitus, vertigo, uh, plantar fasciitis, back pain, um, rashes, all kinds of stuff just disappear when we identify and release the emotion. So wow. I wrote a book that's very a simple step-by-step -step process of how to identify that and limiting beliefs and clear them on your own. Uh, and so, I mean, in a nutshell, yes, <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. And this I'm is like, the book, self-sabotage no more. <laughs> Go get it right now. You have to. So wow. it's pretty exciting stuff, Ken. I mean, it's transformational. I, I get goosebumps. And you said that, you know, I'm doing God's work. And every day I pray for God to work through me, speak through me, and connect me, divine appointments, connect me with the people that, that need me. And it's been really exciting. Okay, so because <laughs> early on you mentioned something, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but some, something from your childhood was revealed. To, was, did you say something like something happened when you were, Oh, it was when you realized that the, um, when you shined your brother yeah. got yeah. in trouble or whatever. Um, how did you like, did you realize that before you had the breakthrough or that was the result of the breakthrough? So I read the big leap and had that breakthrough, okay. but I still wasn't able to heal it. Like, so this is the piece. Most of us know there's a lot of us walking around that have done the personal growth stuff. Like, Ken, I'm guessing you've been to a few seminars, <laughs> read a few books okay. and like, yes, so, we, so I was aware that I felt unworthy. Most people know like, oh, I do this thing or I you know, most people have, a lot of people have identified the thing that they do, but they don't know how to heal it. And this is a step for those, for those people. Now there's, you know, there's clues in the book on how to identify if you don't know what's holding you back, but sometimes it's literally just an unprocessed emotion that happened when you were young, that you haven't cleared, that you haven't dealt with or created, you've created a belief when I shine, others get hurt. And so this is like a process to clear that stuff to clear. It's going to sound woo woo. And I know we were talking about God and the word manifest and stuff earlier, yeah. But everything is a vibration. Your thoughts are a vibration. So if yeah. you're having the thoughts, I'm worthless or I'm no good or I'm always broke or I can never get by or nobody's ever going to love me or I'm never allowed to speak or no one respects me. You know, if you're having those thoughts over and over and over again, they have a vibration and yep. you're basically broadcasting. I'm not respected. I'm not heard. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I get in my own way. I'm messy. 
you know, and so if you can change the broadcast, you can change your life. Amen. Class <laughs> dismissed. <laughs> like That's the truth though. Uh, Wayne Dyer talked about that. I, uh, who I, he's one of my favorite spiritual teachers of all time mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. change your thoughts, change your life, which yes. is literally what changes the vibration that, and, and for anybody, you know, Einstein's considered the, you know, often referenced as the smartest man to ever live. I don't know if that's true or, if, you know, maybe in the future it'll be me. They reference, I'm kidding. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I think that, I mean, he said everything is energy in motion, everything. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's all creating a vibrational pattern and frequencies and all of that stuff. I've studied the heck out of this stuff, Jenny. I love yeah. now I, I, it sounds like I need to finish your book and also, <laughs> um, read the big leap. It's the third time in a week that that book's come up. So yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, so for somebody, you know, somebody hears coach, um, they may think, oh my gosh, look how brilliant she is and beautiful she is. She's probably priced way out of, of my league. Um, what do you say to somebody that's having that thought? I've had that thought. I I've been coached by Grant Cardone. I can remember thinking, oh, this is going to cost a lot. And it, it was not cheap, but so what, what, um, what do you say to those people? You no, know, I just point everyone in the direction of my book. And if it resonates and you and you pray about it and you still feel like, oh, I just I want to work one on one. I want the help. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do this cool thing uh, and, and I explain how to do it in the book, <laughs> but where I identify how many unprocessed emotions you have. And, you know, wow. we were talking about Ray in the beginning. I was sharing yeah. that I practiced on him and he had a couple thousand and wow. most people have a couple hundred. And so we worked through all of those, but it doesn't have to take a long time. And this is one of the things, uh, one of those sort of commonly held false beliefs is that healing has to take a lot of time. Yeah. It has to take years. You right. have to like verbalize everything. And it doesn't. God has designed us so that we can miraculously heal in a moment, in a moment. And so, you know, I would, if you have the belief that healing is painful and takes a long time, I would encourage you to release that and speak out. Healing happens for me instantly. And I release what I need to release because we know if we believe it's going to be painful and take a long time, right? <laughs> we're going to be right. And you don't want to be right in that because <laughs> it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to. So I would say, you know, my book is like, I designed it to be an easy read, simple. And uh, my goal, my divine mission, my, my mission from God is to help as many people step into their true light, into their divine purpose, into their divine gifts, uh, as many people as I can. And so um, this book was, um, that was the goal of the book. And then if you want to, you know, if you want to work with someone, if you want to 
connect with me and we can work together. That's awesome. Yeah. But it is, it is all there for you if you want to do it on your own. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's really up That's to you. Amazing. What is your, um, what is like, I should have asked you this before we started the show. Um, <laughs> what is your website, Jenny? It's, it's my name, JennyPotter.com. That's really complicated. Jenny I know, but Jenny with an IE. So that's the only thing that's not simple about it, but JennyPotter.com. JennyPotter.com. I love that. I'm going to put that up. It's scrolling across the bottom. If someone would type that into the comments for me with the www in front of it, so it's clickable <laughs> from Facebook. Um, JennyPotter.com, J-E-N-N-I-E Potter.com. So one question I ask every single, thank you, Jose Garza. I appreciate that. Um, so I ask every single guest and there's my wife watching as well. Um, I ask this happy question today, Jill's birthday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> happy birthday, Jill. Um, so, okay. I, I was homeless in Seattle, by the way, <laughs> I became homeless. Um, so, so, um, I, I think about this often and, and that is, um, I've been broke and homeless, <laughs> like, and I've been wealthy and wealthy is way better. And I always say this, like money and happiness are related. They are, I don't care what anybody says. I've been on both sides of the coin and having money is way easier to, 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 to create what you want to create in life than being broke. Mm -hmm. My question for you is this, what stops people from having it all? What's the number one thing holding most people back from having money, freedom, happiness, joy, all of the whole thing, the whole package, life, like really having an amazing life with all the things. What do you think the number one thing is that holds most people back? Oh, that's like, don't say fear. Like, it's my favorite question. <laughs> no, it's, oh. this is, this is your, your limiting beliefs. This is, you have decided before the age of 12, you decided whether or not it was possible to have it all, whether or not you could succeed, whether or not you were uh, powerful or weak or worthy or lovable. You decided a long time ago your autopilot destination, and you've been trying to get there ever since. And so you know, it's, it's not just one thing, Ken, I'm sorry. And I'm very chatty. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because honestly, the number one answer to that is fear. And I'm sick of hearing fear. I know it's more than fear. Well, fear is an emotion and it's in there, but it's usually a decision. It's usually a decision. Like, you know, um, we were on autopilot to a yeah. destination we picked when we were like seven years old. And so we have to reset, like, where do I want to go? We have to, we've got to get out of autopilot or at least set up a new autopilot that's going to a better destination. And so we have these, like, we have this autopilot going on and then we have filters. So we're like looking through the world in a certain way. Uh, and, uh, 
And then we've got our emotions and our limiting beliefs that are uh, affecting that filter. So you're seeing through the eyes of I'm disrespected, I'm unworthy, success equals pain, money equals heartbreak, whatever it is. And so I would say it's a combo, but uh, the number one thing is that we've got stuff from when we were kids that we decided that's uh, directing our path. Uh, and <clears throat> it's never too late. And it doesn't have to be painful. People are so scared to go into their childhood because of what happened. And I've heard a lot of trauma, Ken, but you don't even have to. We just want to identify like, hey, there's fear there. Let's clear it. Hey, there's anxiety there. Let's clear it. You know, I'll have someone say to me that I just can't make money no matter, you know, there's never enough money, they'll say. And if I ask the question like, oh, well, what did your parents think about money? <laughs> like nine times out of 10, there wasn't any money, <laughs> right? right. So, so you they decided a long time ago, like, I never have any money. And then they project that. So I don't have, I'm so sorry, but I don't have one answer. But if I had to choose something, I would say unprocessed emotion, unprocessed emotion, stuff we haven't dealt with that's coloring our world. Wow. That it's so powerful. Y'all need to like, it, like you're speaking at Ray's event coming up soon. Faith like, over fear. Yeah. Faith over fear, which yeah, is if you want to check it out, it's faithoverfearlive.com. Yeah. Yeah. So, so incredible. So incredible what you're doing. Um, I, I'm so grateful that you um thank you to Rob and Lynn for introducing us. We're so connected to so many other like so many people, it's crazy. <laughs> I know like, we, we should insane. have been friends for years, Ken. Like I was I like know. all of our connections. It was so cool. So I know wonderful. it's, it's, it's amazing. So everybody watching or listening, please go to jennypotter.com. J E N N I E P O T T E R jennypotter.com. Get her book. I have it right here. As you can see, I'm about halfway through. Um, with my bookmark there. It's a great, great book. I see Anon is watching. Hello, Anon. Um, so Jenny, is there anything else that you would like to leave the, I can't believe we're at 58 minutes. That's insane. Anything else that you would like to leave the audience with before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I just, I appreciate you so much, Ken. Thank you for having me on the show. It's such an honor. Uh, I've seen uh, all the guests that you've had over the years and how much value you bring. And so I'm just very, very grateful that you asked me to be on today. And I've never, I haven't had anyone ask me my life story. <laughs> So I was a little bit like, oh, I wonder what's going to come up here. So, <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, I appreciate you so much. And I just want to encourage you. everyone that it's not too late, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what your goals are, it's not too late to uh, shift those gears and bank right and head to the destination of your dreams and self-sabotage no more. So.
Thanks, have Ken. you ever had an 80 year old reach out to you? Yes. Have you really? And have you yeah. helped them? Yes. Oh my God. That's so awesome. See, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, I remember asking Grant Cardone on a live interview. I said, well, but I mean, because, <laughs> you know, I, I live on hopium. Um, I think a lot <laughs> of the world does. Right. So I'm like, it's not it's I mean, it's never too late. Right, Grant? And he goes. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not very encouraging. <laughs> But no, I love that. And my wife just said it. it's never too late to elevate. Yeah. I, I love that. And it's mm -hmm. so true. So everybody watching, reach out to Jenny, go to jennypotter.com, get her book, leave her a five-star review. If it's anything less than that, don't leave a review. Um, I'm just kidding. No, leave leave her real reviews, actually. I love real reviews. <laughs> yeah, leave her reviews on on Amazon. Um, and and Anon has a quick question. Um, can all these unprocessed emotions taught in the school curriculum can it be taught worldwide? That's not a quick <laughs> I mean, if we're all living on hopium, yes. <laughs> that would be dreamy. It would be dreamy for sure. Right. Oh my God. That's hilarious. All right. Well, listen, everybody watching, make sure you go to jennypotter.com. Follow her on all the social medias everywhere. She's everywhere. And listen, Jenny, thank you so much for your your wisdom, your kindness, your beautiful heart, and sharing with so many people today. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ken. All right. We'll see you guys later.